Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Tavares King, and we have... A very special guest here with us tonight. This is former Georgia running back legend, NFL running back great, Sean Marino. Sean, thank you so much for joining us this evening. What's going on, fellas? Appreciate you having me. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to join you guys. Man, I see yeah, you guys yeah. doing great things. So, hey, thanks for having me. That's yeah, it. Yeah, That's my it. dog. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on for sure. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about, obviously. Uh, the Natty. Um, it's a good one. Going to be a big one. Uh, another all, all SEC matchup. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we 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 hype. We talking about it. We we talking everything about this natty. So let's do it. Yeah. So I guess the kind of where I wanted to start with with you guys is this is really kind of different in terms of Georgia uh, because it's the first time since back in 2017 when they faced Auburn twice in a season that they've face an opponent twice and we all know what happened the second mm-hmm. time around with Auburn now different a little bit different animal this time with Bryce Young and Jameson Williams on the other side but I guess no Sean where I first wanted to start and TK you, you played in the league as well you can speak to this I mean when you are in the NFL you face teams in your division twice in a year and sometimes in a matter of a couple of weeks all the time so just kind of you guys talk back and forth uh, for us about what are some of the things you can learn from a recent matchup and how much can you actually change in a game plan and things like that going into the next one? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, in the league, I don't know. It's, it's kind of different in the fact, in the aspect of everyone's doing the same thing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, even though we might go into a week and we might run one play, um, like a run play, say, um, I mean, it's not something different that we're, we haven't done before or it's not something like totally out of the norm. You know what I mean? Uh, to, maybe the Raiders might even run the same play, just, you know, out of a different package. So right. it's, it's definitely copycat, copycat league. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you might do some tweaking um, of some of your plays, just but it's going to just come out of different looks. Still going to be the same play, but we might have a bunch um, or, you know, we might come out of four wide. Or something like that. Um, but it's still gonna be the same play at the end of the day. Um right. The beautiful thing that we that we had was Peyton, you know what I mean, where he <laughs> gets in the line and it, he might give us a dummy call. And that, that team has has heard that, you know, that same dummy call all week, two weeks in a row, and then we come out and we say that same dummy call, but it's a d- totally different play. So um yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from that perspective, you're not gonna change. You're not gonna change up a lot of what you do. Like you said, 
uh p did do a lot of dummy call stuff uh <laughs> that, that would just uh have people going crazy um and have people looking foolish but um from an opponent standpoint i feel like what you're gonna get um just from two weeks removed of playing somebody is, is that freshness you're gonna know you're gonna know them you're gonna know who they are um you're gonna know you're gonna know what they have to offer, what they have to bring to the table, because especially in a, in a SEC championship like we just played, we got we got those guys best, um, and I think you saw that we got their best. So you're gonna know what you're going up against for sure. But obviously, there's gonna be tweaks, um, game plan tweaks, um, things that that Coach Saban and, and and his staff do that are different. But um, to a man, when it comes down to it, you're 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 no you're gonna know what you're getting. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of knowing what you're getting, uh, the second time around, Georgia is a favorite in this game. Uh, and they're, they're a three-point favorite. I know Kirby Smart wants to kill those people out in Vegas right now for making <laughs> Georgia a favorite again, given given saving some of that yummy rat poison that my, my man was it. talking about after he said he – said, he said, "Usually, y'all give us bad rad poison." He said, "But the rad poison this week—that was yummy." So, I mean, that man—that man was enjoying the hyping his team up like that. Right. So, now, I mean, but as a player, uh, how do you? How do you guys? I mean, I'm sure you've been on both ends of the spectrum, been you know uh, favorites in games and underdogs and things like. That. How much as a college player? can a coach really get into like, I guess your head with motivation and stuff like that at that level versus I know the pros you're just, you're, I mean, you got a job to do, but right. in college, right. uh, how much emotion and mental psyche type stuff goes into that? <laughs> well, me personally, <laughs> I ain't need anyone to get me hyped. For the <laughs> game. You know what I mean? And I feel like for the guys, it's, it should be the same way. You know what I mean? This is a big game. They already know what happened in the last ones, right? So they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder like, nah, that's not happening again. You know what I mean? I feel like the guys would really play like that. Um, and, and I don't think you need the coaches to hype you up, but they will. They'll hype you up with, you know, those those pregame videos that they that they play before the game and uh, the night before and things like that. But when it comes down to it, when, when the lights, camera action on, it's the national championship. Them boys are going to be ready. Yeah, if if – if you need any extra damn juice, any extra, any extra smelly salt for this for this one, then then, then shit, your ass, your ass is dead. Uh, <laughs> you're dead because it's the one. This is this this what you've been playing for all year. This is what you've been uh, putting that hard work in for all year. So if you need anything, any extra motivation from a coach, then then you need to stay on the sideline on this one, brother. And I and, and I don't think either either side Georgia or or Bama needs any any extra motivation with that yummy rat poison that they put out there. They don't need no no motivation. He he's they're 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 feeding into that beast one hundred percent. And obviously with them beating us the way they did, that's 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 our rat poison. So it's gonna be a good one, bro. It's yeah. um don't don't nobody need no don't nobody need no rah rahs no uh none of that none of that. Well, they don't need it. Yeah, I need us to go into that playbook like we did in that last game with that halfback pass, whatever it takes, really, at the end of the day. That's, that's that get thing it down the field. The mailman, oh. mailman was those long distance deliveries down oh, there yeah. in, the, in, in Miami, uh, Miami Gardens down there. But speaking of that, three, speaking of that three point uh, spread, guys, we do have to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has been there through all the whole March through the, the bowl season. Uh, 
the pro football playoffs are coming up after this week 18. I know TK, you probably got some opinions on that. You, Mr. NFL PA association over there. You, I know we could go <laughs> off on a whole tangent over there with the, with the week 18 and the injuries and oh. stuff, but, uh, but uh, bet online guys, it's the number one spot for all your sports action this season. So remember to head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your bonus. Basketball, uh, NBA is going on. Like I said, still some football left. NHL, boxing, UFC, even on down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers on this 2022 season of sports bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers bet online it's where the game starts so uh now you got got the got the bills paid got that out of the way guys we can break down this matchup because you have Georgia uh, and Alabama, both 13 and one. Of course, Georgia's loan loss came uh, about four weeks ago to uh, Alabama, uh, actually a week from yesterday, uh, a month from yesterday in the SEC championship game. Um, you know, Georgia is a three point favorite. So I think what Vegas is telling us there is that they think Georgia has more ways to win the game than Alabama does. Not necessarily that they're, uh, three points better than them, but in, in, in just a straight up vacuum, but that they, I think they're saying, listen, Georgia has more ways to win this game than Alabama does. Really Alabama's one way to win this game is to do what they did last time and torch Georgia's secondary man. And, mm. um, but I just want y'all's insight uh, going into the, the second, second time around Georgia and Alabama after seeing what we did last month. No, Sean, uh, what are some keys you think for each side? I mean, you can talk to Georgia's side and, and Alabama. I mean, what, are, what do you think some things that, that need to happen for uh, both sides in this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk Georgia because, listen, we need this one. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I mean, I feel like the first game was was close. I mean, it was it was still close. We did let up and, and, and give up some big plays, especially in the passing game, where, you know, we were up 10 nothing. And then they turn around and strike right away with like a 60 or 50 yarder. Um, so we can't have that. I mean, another another thing that I noticed was they scored 24 in the second. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of points to to be scoring on us, right? We didn't give up that much the whole year. Um, so definitely limit those 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 um those scoring opportunities, especially in the first half. Keep it close. Um and turnovers, though, we, we turned the t- ball over twice. I mean, even one time is is too many. Uh, so we turned it over twice. We didn't get any pressure um, on their quarterback. They got, I think, uh, three three sacks on us. We got zero. Um, so we got to put pressure uh, on their quarterback. You know, what I mean, force them into um, some some bad decisions. Or if they have to, if you have to come up and make a tackle, you know, what I mean, for for four yards, five yards, we do that. We just can't give up those big plays like we did um, in that first game. Absolutely, TK. I mean, uh, I know you know. No, Sean's saying can't give up those big plays. Got to got to slow down that offense. But a little bit easier said than done. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. from a receiver receiver position, um, you know, with you having been the number one option for for Georgia when Aaron Murray was there, obviously Jameson Williams is the number one option for Bryce Young with, with Alabama. So when you're the number one receiver, I guess talk to it from Jameson Williams' standpoint. What would you not want to see? Georgia's secondary due to you? 
obviously, uh, which I think we will do, but um, every every good receiver, um, every number one receiver at some point in their career gets gets bracketed. And what I mean by that is you have a shell, a cover, a, a defender over you, which a corner, and then safety help over the top. Um, they're going to get bracket. We're going to bracket them. Um, obviously, he's he's not going to want to see that, but but hopefully from a Georgia perspective, we that's going to limit him. You're going a guy like that. You're going to want to get in his face. Um, you know, press him, disrupt him at the line, which is going to then disrupt that timing with Bryce Young. And especially, this is one of my keys to victory. It was one of my keys to victory last time, and it didn't happen. It, we we got to get home. That's, that's um, you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again. That's the key. That's been the key to success all year for this team. And, and the one time it doesn't happen, um, you see what happens. So us us getting home to, to Bryce Young and, um, is, is crucial. Um, um, and then for them, I think the the latter. I think he had they they have to they have to do that. They he has to escape that pocket and make plays and and find a weapon other than a Jameis Jamison Williams because Jamison Williams will be bracketed. He will have some type of shell look over. Now, uh, no, Sean. When when it comes to Georgia's running backs, right? I felt like Georgia maybe a ban- even though they were down. Yes, in that game, and when you're down, obviously the game plan changes a little bit. Felt like they abandoned the run a little bit early. Uh, they were getting some times where James Cook and and Zamir White were getting, you know, breaking off some decent runs, five mm-hmm. six yard chunks. Um, but even even you know, for a full extent of the year, there's been not really that huge breakout yet for Zamir White. You know, I mean, just to really feed him and get him going. Uh, James Cook kind of had a coming out party mm-hmm. last week. I feel like if they if Georgia could get Zamir White really going in this game. Obviously, that's going to help them with time of possession, stuff like that. What have you seen out of this Georgia run game this year, and what do you think that they could uh, do better in this game to maybe get Zeus, uh, even a Kendall Milton, mm-hmm. those bigger backs going? Yeah, I mean, we had that – I mean, you could say problem, but it wasn't a problem. I mean, when we were there, when I was there, just having so many backs and trying to get them all – uh, the ball, you know, I mean, get them warm. Um, but I think we did a good job, and I think these guys do a good job as well when they are in the game and making the best of those opportunities. So, I mean, um, I really like what I'm seeing with uh, with Cook and all them boys catching the ball out the backfield, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, not all the time we're going to be able to, you know, get 15 yards or slam it up in there. Sometimes you got to get out there and be an outlet for that quarterback as well. So I do like what I'm seeing with um, with the catching the ball out the backfield. Um, but at the end of the day, someone's going to have to be that one and be like, give me that rock. It's more of an attitude thing, you know what I mean? Um, the guys, they're all good, but at the end of the day, someone's going to have to say, this this is my hey, this is my running running game right now. Give me the ball. I'm going to get that five. I'm going to get that ten, and then go from there. Yeah, somebody, somebody got to be the horse. I feel you it. have to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of a, of a horse, I mean – uh, Brian Robinson just absolutely toted the mail, 204 yards for Alabama versus Cincinnati in mm-hmm. that in their semifinal matchup. Um, I mean, obviously, same can be said for them if they if they were able to get uh, Brian Robinson uh, for for Alabama, if they were able to get Brian Robinson and Trey Sanders going. But do either one of y'all feel like? these running games for either team are going to gain much traction in this one. I feel like it's going to come down to the arms of these quarterbacks, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, my, my second key to victory for our offense was, is how, how Stetson 
plays this game. If he plays the way he played that last game in the sense of uh, touchdown to check down and then running when he has to, um, you know what I'm saying? If he plays that way, I think we'll be fine. Um, but but it, it definitely it's definitely contingent on on the way he plays uh, the quarterback position. If he's running the ball and, and making them make make decisions, um, making plays, um, extending plays as well, then I think I think the success of this offense is is at its peak. That's why that's when I think the success of this offense is at its at its peak. Yeah, the first game it was a, was a close rushing game from both sides. I mean, Georgia had like one hundred and nine, and and Alabama had like one hundred and fifteen or something like that. Um, so it was, a but close. a lot of that came from Bryce Young. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, yeah. Um, but hey, if we can get we if we can get the run game going, that's only going to help the passing game. So and and vice versa. So yeah, they got to get up in there. Now, I think uh, one thing in terms of I mean, we've obviously talked about these keys, you know, for Georgia. I think it's kind of determined that that Georgia's going to stop stop most of everybody's run game to a certain extent. How do they control its two guys on that offense? How do they how do they control Bryce Young and how do they can how do they limit uh Jamison Williams uh on the line of scrimmage things like that. TK's talked about bracketing, being more physical maybe at the top of the route stuff like that. Um for Alabama uh, I think the things that they're going to have to do to uh, wor- have to worry about is you see Nick Saban is very concerned about Brock Bowers. I mean, he put up a, a had a big game in the mm-hmm. SEC championship game, and then if if Jermaine Burton is healthy and looking good like he did in the in the Orange Bowl, and you sprinkle a little George Pickens in there, I think mm-hmm. all of a sudden that gives Alabama's defense, which is down. Uh, a starting corner and 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 Josh Job and things like things like that that gives them a little little uh, room to 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 worry about things on the defensive side, providing Georgia doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I, I agree, bro. I think we got a, a a little advantage out wide. I was very happy and pleased with the way Jermaine played last week. He played awesome. Um, our tight ends, both of them, big old, um, and and Brock obviously have played awesome all year. They played good, but um, I think the 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 success from the the outside position comes from what Coach Munkin knows that he has in these cats. He puts them in a lot of good situations. You'll often see them running wide open. Um, even Kiaris the other day getting the ball in his hands quick. That's what you want to do with a dude like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and things and things happen. Special things happen when you do that. So I think uh, hats off to Coach Munkin for sure for knowing what he has in this group. Um, yeah, deep out there for sure. Yeah, for sure, for knowing what he has. So, so I think, yeah, Blaine, I think for sure these guys could could give the, uh, the Alabama secondary some issues. Now, the thing that Georgia is gonna, you no, know, Sean, you you talked about it. Georgia has to worry about with Alabama is they have two elite pass rushers there in Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. You said three sacks. You know, now Will Anderson didn't have one, but Alabama as a team had three sacks in that first game. Uh, you know. What kind of challenge, you know, you've watched, you've, you both of you have watched a lot of football, a lot of film over the years, things like that. What do you see out of this Alabama defense that is, that makes it, you know, so, so worrisome? And so is it just the overall speed? Is it something about, you know, Nick Saban's scheme? What is it about it that, that makes it so uh, difficult to, uh, to attack each and every yeah. game? 
I think it's all the all of that. Um, mm-hmm. He puts it, they're coached well, and he puts he knows how to put his players in the in the right positions to you know make plays. Um, and and they're, and they're not going to make that many mental errors. You know, what I mean, a lot of guys might go get out of their lanes or um, or, or things like that um, up front, <clears throat> but they're not like that. They know how to attack that quarterback and get pressure, um, even with their front or with pressure from the backs. Um, so I think for us. We have to kind of do what we did in this game because, um, you know, Michigan had a, a decent line as well was uh, our backs. where I saw them chipping a lot in that game, making sure that those ends didn't get around those corners, stay up off that quarterback. And then they got up, uh, out on their routes late. So I really like that aspect of it. Make sure you just keep it back in for a little extra help if you need to and then get out on your route. Well, Tavares, uh, you know, before we we're we're going to talk bigger picture now after we've kind of talked about uh this this you know the x's and o's of this game i want each of you to give some keys right here and uh and, and also like who do you think wins and why and what's going to and what what do you think's going to happen i mean this is a, you, you may want to play some reverse psychology in this in this game. You may, you may, you may, who knows? You may want to throw something out yeah. there just in nah, case. I ain't doing it. He he about he gonna have to eat this rat poison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, I overall, um, you know, I, I'm obviously hoping we get it done. I and I and I feel like we have the ability to. Obviously, I said my my two keys. My two keys. One. For the defense, obviously, I said it last game. I'm gonna say it again. This game um, is getting home, bro. If we get home, that's 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 our that's the key. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the key, bro. If that front seven is is, is flying around, uh, you know, playing with their hair on fire, and can get to him um, and get him down, um, then then success is success will be fine. Uh, again, we'll bracket Jameson, have somebody to take care of Slade Bolden, whoever else they want to throw out there. Um, and I and I feel good about our defense doing their thing. And then the key on offense is is number thirteen, bro. That's the key, bro. If he if he if he um, man, man. if he if mm-hmm. he plays like everybody, um, if he plays like the guy everybody fell in love with, we gonna be all right, bro. And and that's just playing cool, calm, and collective, and and not doing too much, not doing what's anything that's not asked of you, and. Um, yeah, man, I think it's going to be all right. Uh, oh, that being said, I do like the points, um, the three-point spread. I do like it. I, 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 I'm going to go dogs, 34-31. All right, so he's going to push on the on the spread right there. He's going to push on the spread. No, Sean, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what What do you think uh, ends up being the critical factors of this game, and uh, and then you know what's the, what's the outcome? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Same thing. Um, limit those on defense. You know, limit those big plays. You know, keep everything in front of you. Make them go to long haul. Uh, more of a, a bend don't break mentality. You know, what I mean, don't let them get in that zone. Make them kick. You know, plenty field goals. Um, and then we'll see where we are with when that comes uh, into into play. And then for the offense, same thing. Like he said, our quarterback. You know, Bennett has to play a great game limit those turnovers and take what the defense is giving us. You know what I mean? And and in that run game, you got to come alive. Someone's going to have to be that spark. I I, I don't know if it's going to be one of the receivers or the backs, but I, I'd rather it be a back, you know what I mean, to, to 
go ahead and 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 start the game off right and be like, hey, this is gonna be a physical game and we here. Let's rock. You know, I love seeing that. So um we do those things. It's gonna be a tough game. I think it's gonna be a close game no matter what. Um but my score was 30-24 Georgia. Um, I think we just limit the the big plays and, and we just put a little bit more on the scoreboard than they do. Yeah, uh, it's a it, it's going to be an intriguing game for for sure. I think this one's going to be much much closer of a game in terms of the the scoreboard. Either way, mm-hmm. um, I think that the that if I'm looking from it for a key for Alabama, my key for Alabama is. If I if I'm them, I am dialing up deep shots to Jameson Williams every every four or five plays, man. I'm I'm taking I'm taking my shots and saying, okay, Georgia's secondary. Mm-hmm. Have you learned your lesson? Can you can you uh, be aggressive with him at the top of the route? Can you stay over top when you're trying to double cover things like that? So I think Alabama will need to continue to test with the deep shots, and they'll probably also need to get. Uh, Latour or Billingsley involved on the intermediate routes to kind of help uh, make up for John Mechie not being there. Um, now, in terms of Georgia, I think the the things Georgia needs to do to win, I agree with uh, TK. They they have to get home and and on on the defensive front. But here's the here's the thing about that. Alabama they started Seth McLaughlin. Uh, from Buford uh, for the first start, it's like first start ever, uh, first or second start ever in the uh, SEC championship game at center. Well, now they have uh, Emil Ikior with a shoulder injury and Chris Owens with an ankle. They're right, right guard and right tackle. Both mm-hmm. are hurt coming into this game. You don't want to be banged up going against that Georgia front seven. I mean, uh, even if, even if you play, if you're playing injured, uh, you guys can speak to this, you know, no, Sean, I know you've had you and TK both have had to play with a ton of injuries before, especially at that offensive line. I feel like that could be a big factor. Uh, Robert Bill really had a great game against uh, against Michigan. He would be coming off that right side. The defense is left. I think Georgia's pass rush is going to get to Bryce Young this game. I really do. I think they're they're banged up, um, and you know. I haven't put my my official prediction out on UGASports.com yet. Uh, that usually comes on Thursdays, so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to Roddy 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 get real mad with me over there at my other gig <laughs> if I put my prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all go with y'all's first, but okay. uh, but but I have to get back with it. But I I think this is gonna be close uh, close game yeah, either yeah. way. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be within a field goal. I don't see anybody running running away with this thing uh, a 10 10 point game who knows maybe we get a maybe we get an ot game uh that would i'd be i just hope it doesn't end like that auburn oh, game oh, where oh. you go to the two-point mess uh i don't want to do that i don't want that either we already did one of those yeah i don't no, want to do that yeah, i don't no want to do that again yeah no doubt now the the last thing i wanted to ask you guys in terms is is more bigger picture like in terms of college football, the direction it's going, because you've got two SEC teams here in the final. Um, so a lot of people are arguing that's not good for college football. There needs to be playoff expansion and things like that. And then people who are countering that are saying, well, if you expand the playoff, then you may have four SEC teams in the final <laughs> four. So, uh, so, so yeah. what is y'all's opinion on uh, how the playoff is now? Should there be more teams? Should it reduce down to back to two? Like, what what are your opinions on all that? Um, I I think they could add add some uh 
some teams for sure. But then, like you said, there might be some some more SEC schools as well. But um, and because we're, we're playing the best ball, um, and and that's just proven. So it's always that way, though. Come on. Yeah. So I mean, either either way you cut it, whether you add more teams or not, it's still gonna match up will that you, way. Will you guys look at it in the game? You guys look at it during your Georgia careers. If it was four teams, both of you would have gotten to play in a college football playoff. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. it, during during the BCS era, y'all, y'all, I think you finished third one time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. outside, out, right outside the top two. I think that was the the year that you guys, uh, No Sean, went to and uh, beat the crap out of Hawaii in Hawaii? the Sugar Bowl. Uh, oh, so we yeah. were three. Okay, yeah. But yeah. So then they made us number one that next year. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Number one the next year after that. So that yeah, that was two thousand seven, uh, two thousand what, two thousand seven, and then two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and then uh, TK the year that you guys uh, lost in the SEC championship game. I think you you guys finished at three right there mm-hmm. that, that year too. So um, there's ups and downs of it for all of them. But here's here's my thing when it comes to the the playoff. I just, I just think, I mean, you're already seeing Georgia blow out the Big Ten champion, right? And, and you're seeing, and you're seeing Alabama, you know, just basically take it easy on Cincinnati. I mean, they could have beat them as bad as they wanted to. They yeah, shortened that game. They shortened that game. They, they said, hey, we're going to show you we can run the ball down your throat and just, just make you like it. You know, the mm. 204 yards rushing with Brian Robinson. So. Imagine what would happen if they're lining up out there against Coastal Carolina as the, as a team, or you know, I Got mean, a point. He's, he's going to get ugly <laughs> in a hurry, you know, on the, some of these first round playoff games. Yeah, that, that's 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 not even fun um, in that sense. Like, I mean, I get it; it's probably good for for the for the other schools, but at the end of the day, we want to watch good ball and you want the best people playing the games. So, uh, yeah. And you want it to yeah. mean something too, you know what I mean? You don't want these guys just going out and just playing the game because he's like, "Oh, we're gonna smack them," you know what I mean? Like, when I mean, I like it. I like the four. I think I like the four. You know what I mean? Make it competitive, straight to the point, and let's get it. You know, I like I like the format, but um, I guess you can see a plus in all, all of it, though. Yeah. And then the, the the last thing I wanted to ask you guys as we're winding down this college football season, this is this has been the first season that we've really had the the full impact of NIL, right? It's coming into play with recruiting. It's came into play this year with, you know, players at Clemson and Miami and even big Jordan Davis, uh, his, his mug is on the uh, billboards uh, for law firms and all that kind of stuff around here. My first question is no, Sean, how much money could you have made in college when, if you were there getting uh, NIL, uh, no, nah, but but see, I mean, you you would have done well, my friend. I mean, uh, no no doubt you were a marketable guy for sure. But uh, what is y'all's opinion on the NIL, and, and how do you think that the college game is? How do you think it's gonna be impacted by this whole whole situation? Yeah, I think we would have. <laughs> it would have been a great time for sure. I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, a lot of guys, I mean, even right now, you know, the guys are able to take care of their families. That's what you would hope, you know, was going on. You know what I mean? And, and you hear situations of guys even taking care of other guys on the team, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sh- sharing their bread with the other guys, you know what I mean? That don't have deals. Um, so there's a plus in all of it. Um, I, I, I like that the guys are getting, getting their money, you know what I mean? Um, and then, um, I feel like 
at the end of the day, though, they, they need to make sure that they have, you know, the right people in their corner. And that I hope that the schools are, are at least providing them with maybe some kind of financial assistance. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you come in like that taxes. much money. You got to pay taxes. All that <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I ain't know nothing about no 1099 when I was in, in, <laughs> in uh, college. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, to, to, to Sauce's point, man, they, they definitely need to have guys in there. Um, to, to inform these cats and enlighten them on their finances, on on saving their money, and I'm sure I'm sure at Georgia, yeah, um, you know we do that, um, and and other schools, and I'm sounds sure like a good like, sounds like a good role for two former alumni that are now entrepreneurs themselves to go in there. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. you know if they if they talking good turkey, you know me and some, we'll come down there and oh and for sure get we that have situated. A, we have a great team behind <laughs> us too. You know what I mean yeah, amazing, amazing that team. um that the guys can work with for sure. But amazing. um yeah, I love that they at least um you know you you're getting broke off getting paid for your, your likeness. I mean, when I was and there, I, yeah, they sold a jersey for like 20 G's. I didn't see nothing of that. You know? And, oh. Yeah. And well, I know, I know that that's, it's great that guys are getting paid, but you know, when you see reports of like Travis Hunter getting reportedly up to 1.5 million to, to go to Jackson state uh, as the number one recruit in the country. I mean, at what point, I mean, I'm all for free market. I want everybody to go make their paper boo boo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I want them to do it. But, but, uh, but when it comes down to it, eventually it's just like free agency with no salary cap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen then to the, because if you think the game has a, uh, balance issue now with Georgia and Alabama, let me tell you something. Ain't nobody got deeper pockets than them SEC alumni. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, Texas A&M is out there, you know, slinging that oil money right now out there, uh, yeah, bringing yeah, the it, number one it, class it, in the country. And, and that's the thing. It ain't got. You know, it definitely don't have to do nothing with winning either, because they ain't, they ain't want a, a, a big a big one. I mean, they beat Bama. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. A, I'm talking about a natty. You know yeah, what I'm saying, or or, or, a, or a, you know what I'm saying. So it don't have to do. It's definitely got to do with the bag. Them dollars yeah. dropping the bag off. I, I don't know. I, I feel that way a little bit, but I feel like to get the big bags, your team got to be at least winning. No one wants to, you know, go to a school that ain't winning, and you your deals might not be as big as if you go to an SEC school and they winning. What my man say about uh, Travis Hunter, bro? What he say? He'll go to where? I will. Jacksonville State. Where do you say he'd go for the back? Where I was ta- I was talking to a trainer and I, I was talking to him about the Travis Hunter situation. He said hey, he said I, 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 I said oh, I said man, you know Dion's out here saying that he didn't have nothing to do with no nil money. He said he said Blaine. He said Travis would have went to Idaho if it had paid him one point five million dollars. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it's a it, lot. Is, it is. And then Sasha, I mean, on the other side of that, you talk about it being life changing. You never know these yeah. kids' situation. It is life changing. They, they, um, and I don't it blame gives, it. Gives, it, gives, it gives them a jump start on a lot of stuff. But, but, um, to Blaine's point, it does kind of open the doors for for kids right. to, to, to kind of do their own thing. Well, which, think about it this way: How long has college football been around? Yeah. How how long they've been doing it to us? So, all right, uh, all right. I get it. I, I get I, it. Nah, I'm but, good with it. Nah, let let the schools fight over the people uh, over the players now. Hey, who got that well, biggest bag? You know, eventually, like it. eventually, it'll correct itself, right? Right. Because right. there's only a certain amount of resources. You know, the the budget is the budget, right? I mean, you you can't 
you can't just you know it don't grow on trees so uh people people have to eventually well, and then eventually that, at that point it's just about who got the bigger bag yeah that's cool well, you got like Texas with a uh, you have Texas out there with a um, uh, a nonprofit that has been started uh, by mm-hmm. by a Texas booster. Every it doesn't matter if you're the starting offensive lineman or the third string offensive lineman. If you are a scholarship offensive lineman at University of Texas, mm-hmm. you're getting fifty thousand dollars a year NIL deal from that from that nonprofit. So teams like that, like Texas. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, how they do it? <laughs> I don't know. That's nice. Yeah, so so you can see that kind of stuff is going to make its way into play here, hmm. and there's going to be. So that's what I'm saying. It's almost like we've reached a point now with college football where, just like the NFL, I'm good with everybody going to make their money, and because basically. You, these are turning into mini professionals now, you know, mm. but like, uh, so it's almost like a minor league type system. There needs to be, there needs to be a commissioner of college football. Everybody needs to be playing under the same rules. Like we, it's fine mm. if we want to do the NIL, but you can't have the SEC and the PAC 12 and the big 10 and everybody doing things a different way. Right. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta even this, even this thing out and figure out how you're going to do it. Um, I'm not saying you put a cap on anybody's earnings, like if they are truly earning something like jersey sales and things like that. But in terms of just going out and buying players for in, a, in NIL, that's where it's going to get a little sketchy, you know? Hey, man. Yeah. I feel like they've been doing that, bro. I feel like no. they've been doing that. Not at, not, at, not, at a, at, not maybe under the table they've been doing it, but now it's just like whatever. So – TK is like not not me, but <laughs> yeah, no, hell no, not me uh, at all. But uh, they've been doing that, bro. Now, now, oh it's, yeah, now it's, well, just, now, it's now it's showing up on people's taxes. They get to write it off. Yeah. Crazy, so, yeah. I can see how it's gonna it can get messy for sure. But I guess we just got to kind of see and see what happens. You know what I mean, well, kind of go from there. Well, uh, you know, it's it's a fascinating conversation. Uh, mm. We I appreciate you guys, you know, joining joining in. Uh, we're gonna do no, Sean. We'd love to have you this off season. Uh, maybe bring you back, uh, you know, after he Monday. Said, he Who said knows? he wanted. He said he wanted to be a Coco Coco. Yeah, yeah. This is my first. So, you know what I mean? I, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all broke me we'll in real it, nice. We'll make it. We'll make it a, we'll make it a trio, my man. I'm, I'm good up? with that. I, I'm definitely down. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, we gotta work out this uh, time zone mess. You out there in the out there in the in the, oh, in the mountains? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm good on earlier. What? Y'all, y'all yeah. late out there? I thought y'all were gonna go a little bit earlier. I'm out of town this week, my man. We got a we got a little bit different setup uh, th- this Everybody week. Everybody got different times on. But we're going to have a lot – for all of you watching the Second to None podcast, we are the show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers all things SEC. We've got two SEC teams in the national championship game on Monday night. It's going to be great. This off season. we're going to be talking, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff in terms of the up-and-coming teams like Sam Pittman with the Arkansas Razorbacks. We're going to be talking about Shane Beamer, how he's hitting South Carolina – Roland, speaking of a big development in college football, South Carolina bringing in Austin Stogner, um, Austin Stogner and Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma in the transfer portal. That's another game changer. Mm, I, oh, right hey, there. 
What if we That's get that guy? I like it. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. What if we get the Oklahoma cat, man? Caleb awesome. Williams. Uh Caleb Williams. So nice. He's gonna take his he's gonna take his time. He said he's gonna he's gonna take his time. Uh I will you know say this. He's gonna, he gonna take his time, he's gonna go Who? around all these schools, then he's gonna go back to o- Oklahoma and be like, Hey brother, look here, this is what they offering over here, family. <laughs> I've I've heard anywhere um the NIL value for Caleb Williams with his social media following and all that kind of stuff could be anywhere between four and six million. Uh, so, I mean, because uh, this is a guy, <laughs> this is a guy who I'm just telling you, this is a guy who legitimately is good enough of a quarterback that if he were to go to a team that was a true contender, like Oklahoma had some issues around him this year, true contender, this guy could be not only a one-time Heisman, maybe a yeah. two-time Heisman. I mean, that's how good he is. Yeah, yeah, that would be Hey, special. man, why so this, Yeah, for real. See, hey. I, that's why I, I like that the guys are getting their money, man. This is the yeah. thing, though. I, you, what are we sending them, Sauce? We got to send them something. Yeah, take how you. it works. How it works. Rowdy Wellness is working out of NIL deal. Breaking news. Listen. I'm happy that they're getting their money now, man, because they're only one player away, you know, knock on wood, you know what I mean, that they don't make it to the next level. And then yeah, you, I mean, you always hear that story where you're like, damn, man, I can't believe that happened to him, you know what I mean? Well, here's my question, though. So DJ Uungalele yeah, DJ signed a huge NIL deal with Dr. Pepper this year. DJ Uungalele and Clemson highly disappointed uh, this year. So my question is, are these – Companies coming and saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to restructure our deal. That if if you're gonna be in the business, right, it's a business deal. You're gonna have to be open to like Jim Harbaugh, a coach, right? He gets paid to coach. Well, Michigan came to him after several disappointing years and said, hey, listen, Jim, you're gonna have to take a pay cut if you want to stay the the coach at Michigan. He did. Now, to his his fairness, uh, to to his credit, they marched right on and won the Big Ten this year, but. Uh, there's some uh, there's some things that are going to go back and forth in here. JT Daniels, JT Daniels ain't you know it, it's like Petey said on it's like Petey said on the on Remember the Titans he ain't played it down all year. I'm the one making his play. <laughs> 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 oh sunshine, we all looking at sunshine for him. he ain't played it down all year. Uh, but but uh, JT Daniels got he's got nil deals with Roebuck. He's got nil deals with Zaxby's. And they got Stetson Bennett playing quarterback over there. So that's what I'm saying. How do some of these NIL deals shake out when things don't work out the way they do? We're going to cover all of that kind of stuff. We're going to cover uh, the as we go into the offseason, some more recruiting, all that kind of stuff. To that, to that point, you can't necessarily look in another man's pockets. You can't just be pocket watching like that, though. You yeah. just got to be happy. To, hey, man, you got to get, get what you can get in that sense. Yeah, I I know. I just I mean, I get it. Don't yeah. correlate like the, the backup quarterback got the deals. I get that. Yeah. But, but hey, man, sometimes that's how it work out. Oh no, I'm saying that. those those companies might be disappointed, thinking they didn't get the return on the investment that right. they thought they would. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's the kind of kind of the issue on that that I think is going to it's a two way street. You know, if you're gonna right. if it's gonna be a free market. The other the both sides are going to yep. have ability to negotiate. So we're going to be talking about that stuff. We're going to be talking about Georgia's transfer uh, portal and every team in the SEC transfer portal situation that will really crank up not only after the national championship game, in my opinion, but also 
uh, as we head into spring ball because now these players, Sean and TK, they're kind of using spring ball as, a, okay, where do I sit on this depth chart? Now, uh, oh, mm. okay, I ain't going to – I don't like my situation. I'm hitting the portal uh, and going out. So we've got a lot to talk about this offseason. This is, like I said, is the second and none podcast where – in partnership with the Sideline Sports Network. You can see their logos over there on the side. 365 Sports YouTube channels where we stream and we're sponsored by Bet Online. Thank you so much for joining. If you don't do so already, hit the subscribe button, turn on Red notifications. Rectech Sport. Yeah, Rectech. Red Tech's in a grill. Uh, no, Sean, uh, uh, TK may uh, cook you up something. <laughs> send, send it to yeah, me. he think he's slick. He thinks so, he's slick. Uh, but we appreciate everybody for joining. We got No Sean and TK both picking Georgia to win the national championship game on Monday. They're three point favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm withholding mine. You can check my my score over at ugasports.com tomorrow uh, on our on our website. So I appreciate everybody for joining. For TK and No Sean, I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you next time on the Second to None podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.